Hey, what's up? It's the TPA podcast back at it again. Yo, Asia, what's up? Say hi to the uh, to the people at home. To to the to the I don't know. What should we call our friends? We have a name for them yet. They're whores. That's it. They're whores that listen to us because they have nothing else to do, just like we have nothing else to do. But our well, lives going to the year twenty twenty. Welcome, whores, to the TPA podcast. It is Cliff. Uh, it is me, Cliff. It is Asia. We'll get Jarvis and Brandon here soon. And shit, we're here. What's up? How is how's this week been? Uh, I can tell you right now. Um, actually, before we get into that, fuck it. I might as well plug it. I, I figure we might as well do it next week. I don't know if you're okay with it, but I just came up with it next week. I am finally going to unveil the list of the top 20 wrestlers of the decade. I have been getting DMs from I've, – I've been DMing literally everyone to give me their list. Everyone's giving me their list. We've made our list. I'm still touching up mine. It's looking crazy. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know who's winning, but it's going to be it's going to be great. We'll kind of get into like, we'll probably talk about like the top 10 or top five and why, like why their years were so impactful and all that, or this decade was so impactful for them. All that good stuff. It's going to be a really good discussion. We can talk about the decade as a whole and just the best moments, all that good stuff. Um, Hey, this will be be the usual shit. We're just going to go off. We're just going to talk about the usual shit. I mean, how's your day been? I mean, why is it going to that? My day's been fine. It's been fine. You know, fine. it's been like my roommate's graduating, yeah. so she got her fam- her friends, family over. Meanwhile, I'm just watching Grey's Anatomy. The usual, you know, the best. And we got Brandon in here. What's up? What's up? What is up, dude? Oh yeah, like I already told him about the um the decade and the list that's coming next week. Um, me and Brandon also. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, Brandon, you want to plug plug our podcast since um I think we've both agreed that I will be the um I will be casual Clifford on that show, and I'll be the I'll be the, the pro wrestling Eve noob. <laughs> you want to plug? You don't you don't need to den- denigrate yourself that hard, but uh, yeah, get yeah. I, <laughs> compared to you, no, no, compared to you, compared to you, okay, right. right. For now, I mean, I'll probably become more hardcore than you at this point. Right. But yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, if you aren't aware, Cliff is going to become my co-host for the Anarchy Wrestling Podcast. Yay. It's and I just did this because I feel better having someone I can bounce my ideas off of and my like opinions. I, I uh, just call on me for if anyone wants to bounce off me, I that's my job. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a trampoline. You can bounce on me anytime. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. It's been a long day. Uh, but yeah, just we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be talking pro wrestling eve and only pro wrestling eve. We might we might talk about a few other things here and there, as long as it's relating to that. Uh, we're, uh, me and Brandon, we're not going to give it away, but we're also in the works of some other stuff uh, involving that podcast and where that podcast could go maybe would be even bigger than we expected. We'll see how that goes. But um, We're, we're, we're going to get merch. <laughs> Look, baby steps, Brandon. Baby steps. Um, I mean, well, then again, I mean, what we might be doing might not exactly be baby steps if it ends up happening. So... But yeah, it's gonna be crazy, and yeah, I'll, I'll um Asia, you wanna um 
talk talk to the people about what you're doing on Twitter, some of the threads you're doing and all that good stuff? I'm basically just like um just making like a compilation video of each like female wrestler in the WWE. Maybe I'll do some of like from Impact, like Tessa, but ma- mainly just doing like a compilation compilation video of each female wrestler and of their 2019 year. Just basically summarizing how the 2019 have been. So so far, I did Sasha, Bianca's, Becky's, and Bailey's. I'm just doing two per day. It's awesome, and it's like yeah, it's been going really well. I think um, I think we agreed. Your, well, we, I think we know which one. Yeah, yeah, you told me which one you're doing tomorrow, so it's gonna be good stuff. Yes, yes, Shayna and Charlotte. Shayna and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's gonna be painful. Charlotte's not gonna be bad. I mean, she got the knee, you know, knee and Ronda and the well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She got. She, she got. Charlotte, Trish. Got added to the main event, the knee to Ronda, um, the main event match, Charlotte Trish, Charlotte, Charlotte 10 time. Charlotte, no, not Charlotte 10 time because no one cared. Yes. No one gave yes. a fuck. No, no one cared it about happened. Charlotte 10 time. All they, cared, happened. all they cared about was Bailey. I'm summarizing her year. It happened. It was a big, quote unquote, big moment for her. I guess. It happened. Meanwhile, with Shayna. I mean, from her defending the title to the steel cage match to um, war games to um, main event Survivor Series and beating both Becky and Bailey, she has a lot of moments. So it's gonna be hard for me to like just narrow it down for her. It's gonna be crazy. I'm just gonna say it. As far as NXT champion go, as far as NXT champions go, if I was to make a comparison to the MMA world. Regardless of gender, um, she's basically NXT's George St. Pierre. I don't know Jesus. who that is, but that sounds about right. Basically, Dang. George St. Pierre is regarded as the greatest US Walter Wade like, of all time. Jesus. Like the greatest, oh, oh, just champion of all time, like just champion in general. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's up there. Like when he was to the welterweight division, like. But then again, I mean, I, I would say Shane has been carrying like a whole bunch of gold around her waist. Like it's just the NXT title, and that's about it. And if, if, if anything, I'm thinking of a long reign. I'm thinking like Shane is like the John Jones. Well, no, 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 I won't go there. Anderson, okay, no, Anderson Silva. Four, Anderson Silva. Oh, that's four hundred days plus with her current NXT championship reign. If you combine her first and second reign, she's over Oscar's 523-day reign title. Yeah. That's how OP Actually, that's how... maybe we shouldn't compare Shanna to uh, UFC people seeing as how she was in the UFC. That's true. Mm, yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, she yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm bored. I don't have nothing to do till my family come get me into like the near future so they could take me to Georgia. So I'm just gonna do this. And you know, if you like my shit, if you retweet my shit, good. If you don't, well, fuck you. You ain't nothing but a bag of scratch your ass. And And thank you. Damn right. You got damn right. But yeah, we got a little bit, a lot to talk about. We got TLC around. A lot the of bit. We got a lot of. Okay, we got. We got a lot of little bits to talk about. Um, a lot of good stuff. 
I want the uh, stairs. Be- I want mm-hmm. the stairs match back. Where is the stair? We don't even have a chairs uh, match on the show. What is? What? Why are they depriving us? Like this is this is it's an outrage, man. Honestly, I mean, honestly, you, remember, you remember Big Show versus Eric Rowan? I mean, dude, that's gonna be on DVD collections like for the like the until the end of time. I'm not gonna lie, on it. Like honestly, though. The bad no. stuff in WWE, like in the 2010s, it's it was been, great. It's been bad, but like it's that's so bad, it's great territory. Dog, like, the dog. I mean, we'll get to it, but the dog food thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like you said, the, did, we, did we cover the dog food thing last? I don't think we did cover the dog food thing last week. No, uh, we barely covered SmackDown. I mean, we covered some of SmackDown. But yeah, like that's I mean we basically covered everything that needs to be then. I think everyone hated the dog food segment, but CM Punk did open our eyes, but we'll get to that later. Um I did not care for it. Like I mean yeah, I just I, want this feud with Baron and Roman to be over. It was, oh yeah, no, I'm sick of this feud and like it was it was bad, but like I understand like with, with the way Punk put it, I do understand like the whole like and if they do make the loser eat dog food, then I will love this. It's it's literally gonna be like Jerry Lawler versus Bret Hart. The loser has to kiss the other's feet. So you have Law. We opened with Bobby. Um, wait, De- no. Lana. Lana Rusev divorce because you we know, have why, to talk about do- Lana's acting or lack thereof, or the lack of mic skills she has. Lack of mic skills she has. The lack of character that she has. Like, 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 no, 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 no. Here, here's my thing. If you can't wrestle, you better have the ability to be a like good character, good mic skills, able to have charisma. Say, say, say what you say what you will about Zelina Vega, but she has that. Um, yeah, you better have one of those three qualities. If you don't even have that, and she why used you, to, why she used wrong? to have that. Why are you can't. She used to until you know she did that one thing earlier this year, and now ever since then she has been a waste of space, a waste of talent. No, ever since she lost her accent. Which that's the thing, though. She isn't even consistent with that. Never. She hasn't been consistent with that in years. It's ridiculous, and her fake crying. It's it is the worst I've seen since Caitlyn. Like Caitlyn, Caitlyn in twenty thirteen still is the standard bearer of shitty crying. Just like like not a not a single bit of me believes that this is real in any way. Like this is pathetic. But like Lana came close. She came real close. That shit was bad. But let's go into the positive, and we have to we have to admit. It's getting over. It's getting Rusev cheer like a motherfucker. And people are talking like I can't like now I will say though um, I don't think the first hour of Raw uh, did as well in the ratings. Um, but 
I'm not sure if it did or not, but anyway, like it's helping Rusev get over. So yeah, it, it this storyline has some positives and negatives, but Lana is the lowest common denominator here. Right. Like, I guess you could say she's getting booed, but like, is it the right kind of heat? No, it's Xbox heat. It, it is. No, it's. It's your waste of space, and I want to see Aaliyah on my TV over than you, Heat. So, yeah, x Heat. Hmm. Uh, man. I want to watch Alexa Bliss wrestle Mandy Rose again and see oh. Lana with a mic. Ooh. Yeah, that happened. I yeah, watch that, that Alexa happened. Bliss become women's champion again and see Lana on a mic. Wait, who? I'd rather watch Nia Jax come back and feud with Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship and possibly win and see Lana on the fucking mic. I'd rather hear, I'd rather hear, I'd rather hear Jerry Lawler commentate a women's match. Lana, remember, remember when they put so much stuff into Lana when she came over to SmackDown and they were trying to make her a wrestler and that she was feuding with Naomi and they kept giving her title shot after title shot. And it was like, you... Out of all the women that could put in the spot right now, over Charlotte, over Becky, and they give it to you, and then what happens? She failed. She flopped, not, and she was a not to not to mention no no, no no not to mention they're wasting Naomi's title reign with her. Yes, yes, Naomi had to carry this. I don't even know what that was. I don't even know what the fuck Lana like. They were really trying to make her like the next Eva Marie, which number one. Even Marie actually did her job and got booed. Meanwhile, Lana, she was so fucking hot that the fans kept cheering for her name for some unsakeable reason. Until now. I'd rather listen to Jared Lawler in, in 2019 JR commentate a women's match. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, get the fuck out of here. Which, that's a toxic. It's not like anyone wants to see Lana wrestle today. Nobody wants to see that. Which that's the lethal combination I just mentioned. I, I'd rather like, I'd rather see the I'd rather see the Bushbackers take... versus Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov now than <laughs> Well Iron Sheik still is good. Meanwhile, you got Lana on fucking Twitter for some reason she wanna come for CM Punk because CM Punk, you know, under the backstage, he proposed this whole idea of what they should do with the Lana Russell Bobby Lashley storyline with all trinkled down to his idea of he uh, eventually he will get like Lana will get another team to be feuding with Rusev and Lana who will now be a team because Bobby dumped Lana and they will fight for Lana in a shark cage at WrestleMania and so Lana she gets on Twitter and like you should be uh, misogynic terms like Chica repeat, like, repeat that you shouldn't say misogynistic terms like chica. Chica. And I'm like, I took Spanish for three years, and I'm pretty sure chica means girl. I don't take Spanish at all when I know that. I took I'm it for like, one year, and I knew, I'm, like, from the second I heard, like, I'm, a, I'm like, good, you could have got him for the for him saying broad, okay? You could have got him for that, but chica... Chica, are you dumb? <laughs> you're acting like he called like you're, you're acting like he called you whore. Like no. Like, I mean, in storyline, she kind of is. 
I mean, we ain't gonna slut shame still. But apparently, but apparently, apparently, like, apparently, CM Punk is girl shaming. <laughs> girl shaming. That's the only explanation I can think of. Like you're a clown. Yes, Lana. The straight, the straight edge atheist Democrat is girl shaming him. I mean, hey, I mean, you, people can girl sh- girl shaming's not a thing. No, the or, point or would, is, Lana is saying? trash. <laughs> Lana is trash, and sooner or later, who's get his revenge and prevail on top? Okay, Bobby Lashley, he's doing fine. Okay, this actually doing something for him, and but I don't know what like, but Rusev, he should come out on top with this, like. And eventually, like he's looking really, he's looking really good so far. Yeah, like this has been a very good thing for us. Like, I mean, because anyone's gonna look likable, because anyone's gonna look likable next to Lana. And also, can we talk about Rusev's shirts? First, he wears a fucking like. He's been wearing this one like this other shirt for a while, like this crazy shirt. I I keep forgetting what it is, but like. And then he wears a fucking what a fucking Donald Duck shirt, like in this serious like divorce thing. Like you can just tell Rusev doesn't care. He, he, he don't give a fuck. I mean, hey, if you're going. To- and, and honestly, that makes it even better. That makes it more likable that he just, like that he couldn't be bothered with this. I mean, hey, you know, so, if you're gonna do something like this, let your hair down. There you go. You yeah. Then you had um the, um. Viking Raiders, they having an open challenge and just defend their raw tag team titles and out come the Street Profits. Oh, Street Profits. Like, oh, okay. Oh, wait. And I'm like, okay. And then I think back to what happened in NXT mm-hmm. and I'm getting all upset because if you remember, guys, back around TakeOver 25 time, okay, the, the War Raiders were um, NXT tag team champions. And they were about to be called up, or at that point, they were probably already up to the main roster. And they were, they said they have no one, no no competition. They face everybody. They beat everyone. They they want to just give up the belts. And the Street Profits come out, and they're like, I, we want to face out. And they eventually have a match later on, NXT. And then it it boils down to, like, Forgotten Sons come out, or I think um, Oni and Danny Butch come out, and it ends in the DQ. And the Viking Raiders vacated their titles on a DQ. One of the it, worst fucking decisions NXT has ever had. My, mind you, if this happened, if Vince booked this shit, if Vince booked this shit, fans would be going on a fucking uproar. But because this is NXT and NXT is amazing and you know ponies and, and all this and unicorns and kids and da 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 all that fucking <coughs> bullshit, there was barely any outrage about Nothing. it. And I was like, this is so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. No, because they were focused on, oh, the Viking Raiders may be used right on the main roster, which, I mean, I guess they are. They're champions then. They're champions, but they're boring, so what's the they're point? They're boring as fuck. Bo- they have no story. What is their character? They, they go to war. They're, they're Vikings. Vikings. What fucking what Viking things they do? They don't even do Viking things. I mean, Roe. I mean, Roe and I guess Sarah. Sarah Roe had a Viking wedding. 
You know what they need to do? They need to start getting super wasted because that is something Vikings actually would do. You know what? That might make them somewhat entertaining. Like, just be pissed Trump. Then again, I mean, wellness policy, though. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, Austin, I guess, got but whatever. It's fine. But, yeah. you know, Viking Raiders, like, immediately the match starts off with Street Profits. They're trying to get the early win, like, just... Which, that, that that's a callback from one of their NXT matches as well. It's, re- it's really a callback to, like, the Brock matches, because usually when Brock has a match, like, his opponents try to, like, get the early start right. so they can... But, get but the I mean, like, that, that sequence they did in the beginning was exactly a sequence they had in one of their matches. Mm-hmm. Like one of their tag title matches. So, I think it was the one before they. I think it was the one before the last one. So like Viking Raiders, they win, and then out comes Seth Rollins, and he's um, like, "I'm gonna take care of some shit. Y'all gotta go." Basically, and, basically, like you guys don't matter. <laughs> yeah, like whatever y'all just did, that shit don't matter. I gotta go take care of my shit. And oh no no the, the, the best part is like hey you guys can stay in the ring if you want to I, I mean you guys can see this like Seth trying to be the leader and be like yeah you guys can stay here yeah. and see what see, watch me do business and then they're like fuck that so then Seth he's like I had nothing to do with AOP attacking Kevin Owens last week I'm innocent I apologize blah blah blah, blah, blah. Um, I- I'm I'm good. I'm a good guy. Like I'm I'm here for the fans. And then Kevin's like, I don't fucking believe you, you piece of shit. And basically, um, like he's Kevin throughout the whole episode is centered around Kevin, Self, and AOP. So Kevin, he eventually confronts Ray backstage. He gets a pipe from Ray, and then Kevin later on in the episode, he's attacking War Raiders. Uh, before that, be- before that, uh, Kevin Owens interacts with Mojo Rawley, and I do bring this up because this does lead to what happens later on in the night. Um, yeah. I guess like he like he's walking through, and then Mojo like he sees Mojo sitting there, and he's like he's asking where um, AOP went, and he's like he went that way, and then he points the other direction. He went that way, and then and then he goes he points both directions. He went. That way, and then Kevin Owens slaps him, makes him fall back, and he said, "And you went that way," which was just fucking brilliant. Uh, but yeah, that would that that would end up uh, uh, we would end up seeing something about that later on. Uh, but yeah, then I guess he finally find finally finds the AOP right after getting the lead pipe, and calls him like he he just comes out the ring and calls him out. And I believe it wasn't AOP, but it was Seth Rollins that came out, right? Um, no, 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 no. Like, eventually it's like a, um, you're talking about backstage? Oh, no, I, I, he, like, he already has the pipe. This is after he gets the pipe from Mysterio. Because wasn't, wasn't oh, Kevin Owens, like, in the ring calling out AOP? Oh no! This is oh yeah! This is after the Seth promo, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because he goes backstage after the whole Mojo Raleigh shit. So okay. he goes backstage, goes and finds their vehicle, and then he's just slashing it. And eventually, AOP attacks him, and then it, they do the reveal, and Seth Rollins is in 
the um. Yeah. I'm like, like it's Seth Rollins, which is awesome. But like, there's it's like he's in this van, and there's like, it's like this spinning chair, like this fucking computer chair. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I I guess vans have that apparently. Uh, but yeah, like he unveils the hood like he's Vince McMahon. It's me, Austin, you son of a bitch. Um, and yeah, Seth brought like Kevin Owens. And I like how I like how they did this because like. You don't want the baby face to be like completely delusional yeah. and stupid. And like Kevin Owens was right all along. It makes Kevin Owens look yeah, good. He- but at what cost? Yeah, Kevin Owens, he called it from day one. He's like, Seth Rollins, you're you're um you're behind this whole shit. You're not sincere. You're a piece of shit. You, like you're not like this apology is bullshit, like shit, like all that. And Seth was like, I'm innocent, like I'm I'm sorry, I apologize, I'm a locker room leader, I tried to help you, you didn't wanna believe me, none of this shit. And now he's and then he explained it later on in his promo, he's like I did all this shit and I gave back to the fans. I brought back the Universal title full time and y'all didn't appreciate that. I did I did I beat Brock twice. Y'all didn't appreciate that. I've been passionate for this company for multiple times and y'all don't like basically he's he's turning heel because the fans turned on him. Which is basically like it plays off reality in a way. Yeah, because yeah. this has they, been a took, long time took, coming. They took, they took how annoying Seth Rollins has been in the past couple of months in interviews and tweets, um, calling out King Omega, something like his Sasha Banks, all Osprey, and they, Osprey. They took all that and flipped it into his character now. Ever since he lost the Universal Championship to Bray Wyatt, Seth, and Seth became his persona. Seth became himself. Dialed up to eleven. What like he's like? What more do you people want from me? What more do I have to do? Give us your opinions on football. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! But like, it was basically like, like like he was just bitching and whining, and it was beautiful. Yeah. He's is. I was saying that, like, ever since Seth Rollins lost that Universal Championship, he's become one of the most interesting things going His into His character became the most and interesting thing, and, like, now you see it's paying off. I mean, now that doesn't now that doesn't take back all the shit he's been doing before. Uh, Seth is still a fucking whore. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely uh, not. He's still, he's still stupid, but, but like, this is great. When it comes but this to is like, great, and I can't deny it that it's... It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Him being so passionate is what caused him to be so caused his heel turn in a way. Traverse. But yes, we are yeah, and yes, we are talking about Sethington the bum who uh is whining and bitching about uh how what more do you want from me? And like how basically this like it was very well executed. Like say what about Seth, this was well done, this was well executed. It was his promo promo all that the way he did it now i don't know how i feel about him with aop but i guess we'll see i mean i can see it being good as long as like they use aop for what they should be which are basically henchmen like aop is basically j and j security on steroids 
Yeah, like this is actual like J&J security, but actual actually serious, not a comedy act. Like actual security that you would want on your side. And on steroids. And on steroids, yes. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. If anyone's on st- uh, uh, I don't know. I gotta see the back knee to, to really to really judge for myself. But you know, still good stuff. Um I just love the reveal of it. Like like he's in a fucking computer chair and he just spins around <laughs> in this van. Like it's so dramatic and his and his eyes are just like ugh. Like he's if only oh, he right. if only if only he did the Vince McMahon almighty power smile. It's me, Owens. It's me, Owens. Even yeah. my immediate even my immediate family bought it. But yeah, so there you go. That was amazing. Um so now yeah. we also gonna have Liv Morgan finally coming. I mean, yay, I'm glad we finally saw something of Liv, but like immediately I love how people have been waiting for this for so long and immediately people are jumping to conclusions it's going to be Amelina. Uh, well, okay. The playoff of that is because we, they're saying coming soon. And we remember back in like late 2016 when Emelina v- Vignette started around like October to December, it was like Emelina. That's right, guys. Two months. Two months of vignettes. Emelina coming soon. coming soon. Like they kept, they kept telling you she's coming soon, but they never said what date. And by the time she came, she went back. To she's her like, ah, fuck so this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do the same. So of course, fans gonna immediately think that oh, um, after all these four months of Lil Morgan being away, not being on TV, and then that she's supposed to be getting some form of transformation slash makeover that the dirty thing for them to do is just have them just her come out and her be the same thing that she it's was. It's a swerve, guys. It's, it's that it's that out of nowhere swerve. Like, bet you didn't see that coming. Well, we, we did. We actually Honest, did. Honestly, I think maybe this is a bit too much, but I would love it if she went goth. Because it'd be a complete contrast from how she was. I mean, if if you pay attention to her social media ever since she went, like hasn't been on TV, she's pretty much been gone. Yeah, like um, a black profile pic, like everything, how she's been tweeting, like all she all she needs is to tweet AFI lyrics, and then it'll be complete. The process will be complete. She'll be the new session goth. Oh man. So if she do, um well before I even get to that, I gotta kill this bullshit when it comes to Liv and this theory that wrestling Twitter is so obsessed with now for the past couple of weeks, past couple of months actually, since she's been gone. Wrestling Twitter and maybe even like beyond that has has came up with this whole Liv Morgan should be with Bray Wyatt slash the fiend and it'd be an amazing concept because you know both of both of them are acting dark now. You know the fiend and 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 Liv Morgan. You know it'd be an amazing concept. I I have I gotta have a rant about this, but I will be right back because my mom just came back came back from the mall and she has a bunch of packages and I had to go out in the fucking cold to get. So I'll be right back. Okay. So, yeah, wrestling fans, when it comes to certain fancy booking ideas, like I get fancy booking. Okay. I- 
sometimes. But I just do it because I see so much potential in the storyline that I want to see, like, oh, maybe if they go this way, maybe if they go that way. But I'm not going to have my fancy booking, clap my judgment, and then be it so big that, oh, I give my hopes up. And that's what wrestling fans right now with Liv Morgan are doing. They're putting so much expectation into Liv Morgan when she comes back, what her gimmick is, that they're going to disappoint themselves and they're going to somehow blame WWE when WWE has not given you one inkling that Liv Morgan and Bray Wyatt are going to be somehow tied together when, number one, they're on two different brands, mind you. There's no <laughs> way they could somehow come together. None. Like, what's, it, like, what's with this mentality of, like, like they bet like you're fucking like you're literally feeding off like you're judging how someone's comeback is going to go based off of a fantasy that has no fucking like there's no backing the, behind this like is, is it going to happen no you all made that's this up part. that's the sickest part because they they're not even th- there's no indication that Bray Wyatt has said that, oh, I'm going to bring a female along with... If anything, he will bring JoJo, his... his. I don't know if they're married or anything, but he will bring her on TV and have her be involved in the... Um, the only thing... The only thing he said... TV. The only thing he said was that one... Like, the one week where he said there will be a new face in the Firefly Funhouse and it ended up being the title belt. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Other than that, there's been no like, there's been no hint, no. And I and I fucking follow Bray Wyatt's Twitter. I would be able to tell if there was a fucking hint. He has not hinted once. Why? Why would? Okay, so the last time we saw Liv Morgan, right? She said that she lost to Charlotte, and she said that Charlotte was right, and that she's gonna go and be quote unquote real. How does her being real somehow correlate to her being with Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend and being involved in the Fire Funhouse? There's no, how? there's none. Because how? Because if anything, her being quote unquote real could correlate to her being back in the Riot Squad. Well, I was gonna say because cocaine. Uh, Crack. How? Like what? And why would you want Liv Morgan, who somehow is about to break out and possibly be a single star, be relegated to being involved with Bray Wyatt so she could be a background character for him? It just, it's you lit. know she's going to be limited. You know she's going to be limited if that's the case, if she's behind Bray Wyatt's shadow. It just, you know that. It just, cut, it just cut, cuts back to uh, the uh, writers in the WWE staff room doing the lines. Like, do fans not get it? At least when she, if she's on Raw doing her own thing until Riot Squad gets back and be reformed, she'd be doing her own thing. She won't be limited to, to, to a degree. But if she's with Bray Wyatt, you... Like, you, you, you immediately put her in a box of, like, this is what you're expected exactly. to do. This is what you're expected to do. This is, like, this is exactly. your role. Like, like what? because here's the thing. It's not like what is she gonna do? Like break from like break free from Bray Wyatt? How would she do that? Is she gonna turn on Bray Wyatt? Like is she just gonna or are they just here's what they would do. If it ever did happen, the like the only way she would get out of the fucking um Firefly Funhouse, they would just write her off. That's the only way they would do it, is they would write her off. Because you can't like have her like betray Bray Wyatt. You're not gonna have a Bray Wyatt Liv Morgan feud. You're not gonna have any of that bullshit. The most they'll do is just write her off. And then what? Then what do you do with Liv? People need to think long term with this. 
Vince, exactly. Vince McMahon is just in his office. There's just a giant mountain of cocaine in his face. It's just buried in it, all a Scarface. Brandon's just Brandon's just on cocaine right now. <laughs> We're just trying to conversation. <laughs> we'll get to Vince and his cocaine fantasies later. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like miles, miles high. Yes, of course. And that's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince is literally saying all the lines. like just going off. He's just got some white cocaine. He's just got some on his upper. Yeah, leg. yeah, white coke. Well, what the fuck do you expect cocaine to be? <laughs> He's, he's just got someone on his upper lip just going, yow. You wow. said white, white cocaine. What, what, is, what is there, black cocaine out there? Point is, I want Liv Morgan to, to succeed. And no matter what gimmick they give her, whether she goes back to her old ways, whether she's back in the light squad, or whether she debuts a new gimmick, y'all need to stop having these big expectations on her, okay? I think people, I mean, I think people talk up live a little bit too much anyways so that makes sense anyways why people are doing this so i mean she has talent but i mean here's no here's the thing i see Liv morgan as a future star but people are acting like she's gonna be the biggest fucking thing in like in women's wrestling history and it's like guys she's like wait till she wait till she gets back on full time and see what she's about to do it's like it's like that sonia deville thing and i do think Liv morgan has more potential than sonia but it's like you're going based off what you think is going to happen, what, like the potential. Like you're just like, like that's just me. Like I don't think Liv has been put in that opportunity to really showcase if she can really hang in that spot or not. I'm sure she can, but like let's let's wait and see, okay? And we all know how, and we all know from 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 like uh, first hand experience or experience. A, a potential does not necessarily guarantee success. Remember Sean Stasiak? Exactly. Remember Sean Stasiak? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sean Stasiak. Man, there was a time when Sean Stasiak had potential. Oh, man. Or even or even better, and this is one that hurts me that hurts me pretty bad, is uh, Sean O'Hare. I was gonna I was thinking Sean I was actually thinking Sean O'Hare. I was literally the, thinking of Sean O'Hare. Because he, he did come in with potential. The Devil's Advocate then, gimmick. It never. It happened. was great, and then it just fizzled out, and I wasn't going to any for Sean O'Hare. And I mean, I mean, the one that hurts most right now, unfortunately, we'll get to Sonya and Mandy later, but like that's ugh. that's another example of like, you know, which okay, well, they they just have to break up like at this point because it's just we'll get to that in a bit, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just stop jumping to conclusions about this shit. Just, just stop. Just stop. But yeah, uh, but it says Liv Morgan makeover, and that's another reason why I kind of thought of Emmelina because when you think of makeover, it's like oh, like glamour and like all this shit. And I was thinking of Emmelina, mm-hmm. and it's like oh. Yeah. So yeah, Liv Morgan. Well, whatever she de- do, I'm just excited for. Her. I'm just want to see her at this point. Like yeah. So then you had Humberto Carrillo facing Andrade. They basically had a little bit of squabble backstage, and they had a match, and it was a good match. You know, a little bit botchy. Here I have I have a bit of a rant. Chemistry. Okay. But. I have been seeing online all fucking week people shitting on Humberto for fucking no reason. 
And I get it. I get the guy. You can say he doesn't have a character. I get that Moonsault was botched as, like, botched as fuck. I get, like, as a promo, he hasn't been doing much, but, like, people are just going out of their way to, like, basically just shit on this guy. Like, he doesn't have any fucking talent. Like, they don't get it. When you have, like, let's not act like a vanilla midget who can only be good in the ring and has no character or personality is something that, that is above you wrestling fans when Ricochet's right fucking there. Not to mention, I'm just not, saying. Not to mention, he's leagues, he's, he's leagues better than Sin Cara, than Sin Cara number one. People are comparing him to Sin Cara already. Like, like the original Sin Cara. Because of one botch. Of one botch. That is like Sin Cara. No, Sin Cara botched on his debut. He literally botched his first move, which was oh. getting in the ring. Oh, and if you are not your own guys, uh, for those of you listening that are not aware, we're talking about uh, the, the original Sin Cara. That's what I meant. I said, uh, yeah, I said original, the uh, Mystico we're, one, not not Hunico, but uh, Mystico. We're, we're talking about uh, Mystico. Um, yeah, and he was around for like a year. Oh, no, no, two, like two or three years because like, of the. Um, his last night was when he got his finger broken by W.O. Oh, no, yeah. or when he broke his own finger. He was like, no, no. Yeah, guys, like, yeah, guys, if you don't know, he's the one that had his finger broken. And he signaled for the ref. Yeah, and it was I was live for that, and Del Rio got pissed and started shooting on him. It was it was hilarious. Um, But, yeah, like, people, like, like he just got to the fucking main roster, like, what, like a month ago? People already like, like jump to conclusions about this. Yeah. Like, like they're just not giving this fucker a chance. It's like, like you're, you're not just keeping this energy about Ricochet, huh? Like, mean, this energy about a lot of guys who can't cut cut promos or talk or have any mic skills. They're gonna they're not gonna they're gonna be completely silent when it comes to Roddy when it comes to Roddy when he gets the main roster, or if he ever comes up. Cliff, Cliff. what's up? My school is an NWA. Well, no surprise. Well, no surprise he didn't go to AEW. But um, yeah, another L for AEW. Who's in, who's in the eight? Who's Marty Scroll. He's he's an NWA or AEW. NWA. NWA. Why? He he would rather go with. Uh, well, I guess Jim Cornette's not there now, so we can't call it racist. But um, questionable. Okay, Marty, you do you, I guess. There's, I mean, I'd rather not say. <laughs> Asia, would we rather not say? Um, eventually the story will come out, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just pay attention. Exactly. Get ready, guys. But, um. I mean, my thing is that, yeah, Humberto, he doesn't have certain things to like, but he, the only thing really that can make him big that can work with him is like, you know, like the Mexican um, aspect and you know how good he is in the ring. Like he, again, like he is limited when it comes to speaking English and, you know, um, he like, like Dolly, Dolly Goss is really the big thing that, like, because that was getting over. Like, like that was really it. And, like, they took that away. Yeah, the way, like, why they took Dolly Goss away from him, that was one of his, like, like, the real things that really identified him and really, like, gave him personality. 
But yeah, Draveras, I was just basically talking about how like Hum- like Humberto's been getting shit on basically right away, even though they've basically been building for like what two weeks. And you guys are act like not acting like fucking Ricochet is right there and he's this has the same problem. I get it, Ricochet's better in the ring than Humberto. I get it. But like shit. Pot me kettle. What's up? Pot uh pot me kettle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, pot calling the kettle black. Calling the kettle black. Exactly. Yes. Like like Javaris, people comparing him to fucking like Sin Cara, like the original Sin Cara already for some fucking reason. Again, we don't know how um his main roster run is gonna go. Like like we can't judge too early on him. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like like I'm not so gonna we gotta see how yeah. he, we gotta see how he does within six months, okay? Right. That's how we gotta see it. If he if he's shit by then, then yes. If he's but we can't really judge too early here. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like I don't even like disagree. Like, cause I mean, I, I don't see Humberto right. Like, if Humberto stays the way he is right now, he's he's not gonna be anything. I'm I'm sorry, he's not. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. he's still growing. Like he, hell, they just like when did they actually sign him? Like this year? Signed him like late, maybe late 2018, because he was in the cruise. He was in yeah. the cruiserweight. Like yeah, see, uh, yeah, yeah, two five live, yeah. And then he. And then, like, he um, eventually, like, got called up. So, it's like, they called him up a big lot. Like, early, like, early. Yeah. They do that sometimes. Sometimes they just call people up, like, super early. Like, like yeah, we don't, like, they don't need you. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think Humberto could could have used a little bit of time in NXT. But, hey, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But the big story really is that they possibly may be splitting up Zelina and Adrade. And contrary to what everyone else say, I think it's a good idea. And storyline-wise, it makes sense because Adrade and Zelina, they've been on the main roster for like two years now. And what has Zelina Vega really done as a manager to help Adrade succeed on the main roster? She, like... She hasn't gotten him, like, no world title shots. He hasn't won any championships. He hasn't been involved in, like, big pay-per-view matches. Like, none of this stuff. It's it's weird. It's really weird to think that he's... It's, on the main it's weird to think that he's been on the main roster for two years. It doesn't feel like it. Nearly two years. Like, he got caught up, like, the last, like the night after. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, the reason why it feels like it hasn't been that long is because it took a while for him to even wrestle. Mm-hmm. After they called him up, it was like, because like his first match was Sin Cara, the Hunico version, and it was like what, like two months maybe after like the first vignette for him. Like it took a long time for them like to finally bring Sin- like Andrade in. Like it was weird, and like really the highlight for Andrade has been the Ray feud. Like, unless if I'm missing anything else, but I think the Ray feud has been the highlight really, of his main really roster feud so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. Which w- was awesome, I will say. Like, hey, I'm not taking anything away from that. But yeah, it makes sense because, like, because the reason Zelina came in at first, like, because Andrade on NXT was losing every match. He was losing and losing and losing. But Zelina Vega comes in and, like, it turns his career around. He's winning. Like, he is a fucking winner. But now, it was the main roster. Shit ain't working. So like now, what does he do? Something, something, something's wrong here. And what? And if anything, anytime she interferes in his matches, he loses. 
mm-hmm. nowadays. Anytime she has interfered on Raw in his matches, he loses. Exactly. So something got to change. So, yeah, it makes sense to get rid of Zelina now for a draw day. It makes sense. And I just want like... Now the question is, like, where does Zelina go? Does she become, like, a wrestler? Does she find someone else? Does she manage Humberto? Like, does Andrade turn face? Does does Lena turn face? It, it might be it might be a tease, but I don't actually think they might go through with it. But like, it makes sense for them to do it. Like, actually split them up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For all we know, they might not split them up. But like, I mean, shit. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Oh man. But yeah. So we got that. Like, I think so. After that, we we already covered the Seth and Kevin stuff. Uh, was this for, by the time we got to the third hour? Um, with, not, with the like with the Becky with the Becky all. Charlotte Kabuki Warrior stuff. Well, we could just get to that. Right Let's just now. get to if that. Yeah. Whole episode of Raw, you see Becky and like first you see Becky being confronted by Charlotte. This is the first time in over two weeks. You now see Becky on TV on, on TV and yeah on TV and Charlotte is like, um, I don't like you, but I don't like the Kabuki Warriors more, and I know you want to become. Becky two belts again. So do you want to like? Do you want to team with me and go against the Kabuki Warriors for the tag titles? And Becky's like, um, no, I rather just go collect my debt and just face them in a handicap match tonight. And like, I we always saw that you failed, but I can actually get the work done. So they make Becky versus Kabuki Warriors doing at night, and then. Becky, like, it's a good match. It wasn't as good as the uh, the other handicap match the previous week with Charlotte, but it was good enough. And so, basically, it boils down to that. I, I thought, honestly, I thought it was really. I mean, I thought it was really good. Honestly, I I thought it was almost as good as the Charlotte match. Like, it, it, I think I think they're on par, honestly. But I I think the Charlotte match was just because like we hadn't seen Charlotte perform like that in a long time. Yeah, yeah, that fell for yeah. fell for it. So then. You get Oscar, she DQs herself, okay, and then Kyrie, she delivers a elbow through the table. A fucking Becky. phenomenal so, spot. This table, this fucking table, when I say it broke, no, it exploded. It split in half, like perfectly split in half, like, and it didn't crumble. It like separated, like it was the, it was one of the best table spots I've seen all year. Charlotte, take notes. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal. Kyrie is just so, so Becky, good. Yeah, Kyrie's amazing. Like, Incredible. Wow. Like, so honestly, like, we, let's talk about Kyrie. Because, like, her after... Because on the main roster, she was doing good. Like, we liked her. But, like, again, Kapuki Warriors were kind of floundering with Paige and all that shit. But, like, they yeah, are yeah. the highlight of Raw now. They're the best thing in the but, women's division. Like, it's online. them, Kevin Owens, and I guess now maybe yeah. Seth Rollins? Yeah, pretty much. Like, they are so good. Like, like what, what getting rid of Paige can do for a team. They're like the best thing, the best tag team going right now. 
just incredible. I fucking I, even their fucking Japanese promos when I don't even know what they're saying, and they they are they do have subtitles now, so I do listen to all their promos, and they're fucking great. Their energy, like everything they do, is like it's just it's so good, like phenomenal. And like I can't wait till we get to the TLC preview predictions because the TLC match, ooh, that's your main event. I'll just say that right now, that's your main event. Fuck the show. Then you get to backstage, Becky after the match. She was confronted <laughs> by Charlotte. Again. Basically, Charlotte's like, um, "Told you so, bitch." She like, "I told you." Like, she just took my offer, and Becky's like, "Yeah, yeah, I want to take it now." And then Charlotte's like, "Well, no." <clears throat> and then she leaves. <laughs> what a, Asia? What a, Asia? Asia? What have I always said that like the Becky's biggest downfall was her pride? Yes, it's always it's been her biggest fucking downfall. And then Charlotte, she just she just puts on her jacket. She walks away all cool, just strutting. <sighs> and the Kabuki boys attack her. And I'm like, Becky, you heard that, right? I know you heard that. And then... Um, like, Becky, no, no, because, like, Becky still hates Charlotte. Like, she she's like, no, I don't even bother with that bitch. I'm like, I know damn well you heard that. And then Kabuki Warriors, and later on, they basically bragging about attacking Charlotte and Becky. They challenged Becky and Charlotte to a t- to a um, women's tag title match at TLC. And then you get to Becky, Charlotte, they sitting in the trainer's room, or, you know, yeah, trainer's room. And they basically like, you heard that? Becky's like, yep. You want to face them? Yep. But let's up the ante. Tables, ladders, chains. Becky and no, Becky, yeah, I Becky, like, 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 Charlotte's like, you want to face him? Becky, yep. Charlotte's like, push up the ante, and then Becky immediately said, tables, ladders, like, like they're insane. Like, I love how even though they hate each other, it's like they're they're on the same fucking wavelength when it comes to their minds. Like they, like they're still connected to the hip in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's because, it's great. Like I this saw... this like this Becky, I I I didn't like it at first. Like where they were going with it, I know everyone complained about it, but this the Becky Charlotte Kabuki storyline, especially I, this week, I has love, been great. I love how okay. they did it. This can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear yes. you, man. Yeah. Oh, th- oh, thank God for the pet dude for the past fifteen minutes. I've been trying to talk, and I just and I just came to figure out that you cannot hear that y'all could not hear me. Yeah. Okay, well, we can hear you now, man. We were just talking. Um, can, could you hear us? Oh, you can hear us. Yeah, yeah, I can hear. I can hear you guys, but but I don't think y'all could hear me when I was talking. So, so what are your thoughts on like what we've been talking about, like the Becky Charlotte Kabuki stuff? Like the best thing, go- like Kabuki Warriors are the best thing going in on Raw right now. Do you agree? I I agree, and for and I'm really irritated while everybody is just on the worst case scenario thinking Charlotte and Charlotte and Becky are going to win on Rumble. It don't make sense. You- because what are you gonna ha- what are you gonna do with the tag titles? Um, I think if they do win, it's gonna be short term. Like Kabuki Warriors could get them back, like on a raw, because like you know whoever's facing Becky by Rondo is gonna cost them. I think it's one of those. Th- I don't think they're gonna hold it long if they do win. But I got and a feeling that the they're not winning. I don't think they're winning. Oh, I know they're not yeah. winning, and, he- and here's why. I feel like Charlotte's going to get in her feelings and cause cause her and Becky the match because in the in the end of the day, Charlotte still wants the women's title. Like the tag titles are like a consolation prize to her. 
Yeah, it could be that. It very could be that. But before we get to that, I want to say I love how they did it this week. With you know, they have multiple segments leading up to of them doing a TLC tag title match, and it showed it showed the, Becky and Charlotte's relationship, like just the, how much they hate each other, and like how it seems like the stars are aligning for them to come together, but they both just. Charlotte re- realizes it before Becky does because Becky is so stubborn and so prideful that she refuses. But Charlotte's like, you know what? Let's do it. And Becky's like, fuck you, no. And Charlotte's like, all right, I hate you anyways. Good luck. And then Becky gets fucked up. Becky's like, look, you were right. But I still don't want to do it. And then, he, and then she hears all this shit going on. And then they challenge them. And, and then they're both like, all right, fuck it. Let's do this. Charlotte is back. And there's a link, there's a Reddit post about this saying the storytelling of Becky and Charlotte's story has been great over the last year. The story has been consistent ever since SummerSlam 2018. Charlotte just wants Becky back as her best friend, while Becky is hesitant to be her friend again because she's afraid that she'll take a backseat to Charlotte. If exactly. Happens. Yeah. Like, even after Evolution, you saw, like, Charlotte nodding in approval, like, like Charlotte, and, and you notice how, okay, before Survivor Series, when Becky picked Charlotte, saw how happy Charlotte was, but Becky was almost like remorseful doing it. Because she didn't want to do it. But she knew that if anyone could do it, it was her. She, she felt the quote unquote best option because, like, they went to war with each other. And, right. like, when Becky gave her that hug, almost like, like, the only reason I think like Becky gave her the hug, I know she said is because she was concussed, but like in her like most, uh, I guess like fra- like uh, what's the word fragile moment like um like vulnerable vulnerable thank you vulnerable moment like she like she she always goes back to that comfort zone she goes back to her best friend although deep down she knows that her best friend was the one that was caught like causing her to be the shadow causing her to be irrelevant and like that's why Becky is so hesitant on doing this but now she knows and, she has to because the Kabuki Warriors are unstoppable and, 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 here, and here's, uh, here's, here's a comparison it makes it seems to me and I, and I don't really like doing it but it's like a, I hate to make like an anime comparison but with Sean and, oh, Sean it. and Becky it's, it, to me it rings true of Goku and Vegeta like you know every time mm-hmm. when there's like a big like this big bad that they can't be on their own Goku's always the one to make the suggestion, hey, Vegeta, let's fuse. Vegeta will always turn to Goku and like, no. He will always vehemently say, <laughs> no. And either Goku will either, either have to use his wiping kids to make him say yes, or Vegeta will run in, get beat up, and then Vegeta will be like, all right, Kakarot, let's fuse. Or, <laughs> exactly. or do you want to go to a wrestling comparison? This is very much Ben Juan Angle. Ooh. Right. Talk about it. Like, it's one, like, it's basically following the same story beats. Now, whether or not Becky and Charlotte win the tag titles, that's that's gonna be a story. That's gonna be story true. Story. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. But because Ben Juan Angle yeah, won the tag yeah. titles. But if you remember, before Ben Juan Angle won those tag titles, they were in they were feuding for the world title, and they exactly. did not like each other. Well, they weren't yeah. feuding for the world title. They were feuding like they were just feuding in 2001. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they feuded for the world title. They feuded after that. Oh, they. Well, I, I guess basically they just wanted to 
beat each other's brains in. Right. Uh, so Asia, you meant the squared circle. So, oh, she, okay. She's showing the squared circle subreddit of, yeah, what you're talking about right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to read that later. Um, if you want to read it right now, go right ahead. But yeah, like, if you want to move on, like, it's great. But yeah, it's been good shit. And when we get to it, like, that match is going to steal the show. Like, it, I, yeah. th- I think it should be the main event, honestly. Like, I mean, well, here's the thing. What else? What, what else? So what else should Bray Wyatt versus Miz shouldn't? Um, they might, they might give it to Roman Corbin. I don't think it'd be a good idea, but they might give it to Roman Corbin. Like, because that's a TLC get, match too. Yeah, like, I get it because it's Roman, but like, yeah, I feel well because I feel well because there's the thing the Becky Charlotte Kabuki words that's also TLC and that's also for like a championship gold. So like that should take yeah, precedence think, over that. Yeah, I think those two matches are the only TLC matches on the card. And then we have like what three? Apparently, we have like two or three ladder matches too. Yeah, like Jesus, no chairs or stairs. So, oh, but yeah, good shit. So yeah, that was all. That's yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Javaris, you never gave us your thoughts on the Sethington heel turn. Oh, oh yeah, like (laughs) again, it was it was a great promo, but. He's still a fucking bum. Still fucking no, bum. Nothing is going to change my opinion of that. Seth Rollins is forever a bum in my books. He's he's still. I'll get, I'll give, I'll, like like Osprey, I will give him his credit when it's due, but I'm gonna still call him a bum. Now, who's the bigger idiot, Seth or Osprey? That I say Seth because he had to bring up the money issue. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, over, I mean okay. I, now who's now who now who's the shittier person? Oh, that's Osprey. Yeah. Osprey by mile. Osprey by life speed, fam. Like, okay, making sure. Like, oh, Seth yeah, is just, was... like, Seth is just running, but Osprey, when it comes to that, Osprey is running in the speed force. Oh. Because between the two of them, uh, Seth didn't uh, try to gatekeep uh, women in Japan, try, didn't try to gatekeep women from being in Japan. Exactly. I all mean, right. by default, like that makes. <laughs> by default. And for all we and all for all we know, Seth ain't scammed nobody out of money. Oh, William, and and he didn't lie about buying his own mama house. God damn, Will Osprey really is a piece of shit. Awful. So yeah, that was. But that. he's so um, fucking they, talented. He's so good though. But anyways, do you want to get to? God, uh, I hope he you whips know? his ass at Russell King. Hey. Oh, I'm, I'm rooting for you here, Moo. Great singer, you got R. Kelly. He's a great singer. What? What you mean, R. Kelly? Yeah. Bro, oh man, like like you said when you saw when I saw you saw you on the timeline saying that there was going to be a part two of Survivor R. Kelly, I was like, fam, I ain't got over part one. Like how? Like shit, we already had enough. That's like, like that's a lifetime worth of shit. We got more. Like, oh, oh my god, right okay, bro, it's not a Netflix, and y'all just go to the police and give them more evidence to put this man under a jail cell, please. Okay. He's already in jail. Like, isn't it? Oh, like, if you did, wait, didn't he get released on bail? No, like, he well, not this time, not this time. No, he's still oh, thank goodness. 
No, because thank goodness so much on yeah. him. Like it was impossible for anyone to get him out. They just got him on yep. some Aaliyah shit. Like they're like they're dude, they're getting him like, while he's still he in jail. That's hilarious. Like he tried to buy the judge back when Aaliyah was 15 so he can marry her and claim that she's 18. I love how people they are getting on him because they know because no, because no, they people are getting on just because they know just in case he gets bailed out again. I suppose like we're, we're getting all this evidence just in case one of y'all decide to be stupid and bail this dude out again. Like, like if, shit. like, if, like, like police records, like you know, they have a record of like people, things people did on file. Kelly's right. is like a fucking filing cabinet. It's a whole filing filing cabinet. Filing cabinet, my ass. It's a whole closet. But anyways, let's um we could focus on something that's actually good for our minds yes. and souls. Oh yeah. Such as NXT this week, which was very Ooh, let's very talk about it. Talk about this opening match. Which turning NXT real quick. I, oh wait, 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 I'm sorry, sorry, Brandon. What's up? I'm sorry, Brandon. After we go and get done with NXT, I kinda got something to say about their uh competition, if you could call it. Oh shit. Nothing bad, nothing bad. But it's kind of, but it's a conversation I kind of wanted to have. But we'll get to that when we get to it. Let's okay, okay, okay. So you you got the rematch from over a month ago between Leo Rush and Angel Gaza for the Cruiserweight Championship, and we remember how that match a month ago. Was. Bro, and how Angel Gar and how Angel Garza pulled it's a fucking so bandito. Bro, this is how you open. Yeah, like this is how you open the show right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They opened the other show they um, wrestled on, like the other NXT show. And so basically, um, they're doing each other's moves. Like there's multiple false finishes. Um, Leo's doing the Wings of Angel. You got um, Angel Garza pretty much like you, you got all these fuck like and then Leo, he's trying to prevent Angel Garza. That's where Leo fucked up, right there. That's where he messed up, right there. Yeah, that because he then accidentally <laughs> takes off his pants, and that would like, and then Angel Garza he capitalizes it and he hits Wings of Angel, and Leo kicks out, and this is the first time anyone kicks out of Wings of Angel, and then he basically I think it's called a butterfly lock, and yeah, it's a butterfly lock, and Yoshihashi's mm-hmm. bum ass does it, yeah, it's a butterfly lock. So then Leo taps, and now Angel Garza is... I gotta say this. Bro, Angel Garza played Leo Rush like a fiddle. He, he played this man like a fiddle, because he knew how to get to Leo Rush. Yeah, mess with his wife and kids. But Bro, you say that's that, how you get- but you, but no, but, but you say <laughs> that, but now the tables might be turned, because we forgot to mention before the match, something else happened. No, this happened after the match. Oh, it did? Yeah, it happened after the match. I think that was before. Yeah, oh, it did. Yeah. Like, it happened oh, right yeah. during the commercial break. Like, right when they went to commercial, that's when it happened. Basically, basically, um, Garza did what Leo Rush was doing back um, in, in, in 12 Five Live when he was there. Like, in, like, early 2017, 2018, that's what he was doing. 
So it's basically a ton about fair play and Leo Rush right. got his comeuppance. But now Leo Rush can do the same thing that Angel Garza was doing to him and go after his wife and mock him for that. Mark because his, mark his family. She said yes. I mean, so, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a good, it's a good moment at all. But we all, we all know how TPA feels about the marriages. Oh, we we do not approve of the marriages. Mm-hmm. We do not approve, baby. So I just wonder, like, would he have proposed <laughs> if he lost? That's what I was yes. wondering. And, and, plus, and plus, did you check his trunks? Did you check his trunks when you took off the pants? They were purple. Fam, it's like you, it's like you knew that you was winning. Jesus. Well, I mean, if she, if he lost and still proposed, would she have said no? Well, I'm pretty sure that probably would have. I think she probably would still would have said yes. I mean, he's uh, it would have been it would have been a pity. It would have been a pity. Yes, though. Well, it's one of those things where he's probably like, "Babe, I got this ring on layaway. It was." Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on now, bro. I don't even think that that did not look like it was on layaway. It looks like he paid full price for that ring. Dude, Angel Garza, you know he rich. <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, Angel Garza is now your new Kuwait champion. Awesome. Then we get a Shayna Baszler promo. Basically, she's talking about cars and she's relating, relating her. Um, you can tell, you can tell what cars. kind of person a per- you can tell who someone is by the car they drive. Mm-hmm. It's like basically another layer of Shayna because she's. She's talking about her cause and relating it back to her tyrant and how she's been dominant and who she's beaten, like the likes of Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Nikki Cross, Il Shirai, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and how, oh, Rhea Ripley, she's been on fire. She's been, quote unquote, a flash in the pan. But at the end of the day, you still need air to breathe and you're going to tap now or snap. In other words, yeah. yeah. And that they're having that match in one week's time, practically like in five or four days for the NXT. And we'll see if I and we'll see if I owe you and Javeris ten dollars. In other words, I mean, I mean, I mean, domination is good now, but domination really ain't gonna be working if you ain't got no air. Right. I was gonna say regarding Shana's promo. In other words, if you drive a Ford pickup truck, pickup truck, you're a douchebag. <laughs> if you're a Volkswagen Jetta, pussy. <laughs> but I will say, regardless how, regardless if Shayna retains or Rhea runs next week, that match should Definitely. make it. I love, I love Alan Cole and his NXT Championship reign, and um, Alan Cole versus Finn is going to happen. But Shayna Baszler and her championship reign. 400 days. Rhea Ripley is the biggest challenger she has faced. She feels like a bigger deal than Shayna also, right now. The past few months and all that, like, it could end. So you would want this to main event. It's the bigger Also, also technically, it's well, had more build, too. It's, had, it's outside longer build, too. Here, here, here's, here's, a, here's the thing. I agree with everything you just said, but you know good damn well NXT is going to have the world title main event for one reason and one reason only. Finn. Oh, Gargano. Yep, yeah. John, yep the, the eventual return of Johnny Bitch Cakes. Oh, yeah. Then you could just say that for your early show because, like, Gargano ain't really going to get You're right! <laughs> Bro, we never got, we never got, honestly, all he might, 
He might get booed. Is, is anyone really saying, oh, we miss Johnny Gargano? I don't. Oh, my God. When everyone's clamoring and, and praising for Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Right. And like, mm-hmm. like, no one misses Gargano. Like, I'm pretty sure no one on my timeline is saying, I miss Gargano. NXT is just right. not the same Bro. without Gargano. Like, bro, we forgot all about Johnny Gargano when we saw Keith Lee's greatness. And we out here basking in the glory of Keith Lee. So, yeah, Gargano, you can go to to the main roster for all I care. We forgot about Gargano when Finn Balor came back. And that was when Finn dropped him. And then Finn had to drop him on his head for us to remember him. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Last thing I'll say about Shana's car car thing. And if you drive a Prius, you're whipped. Now... Okay. If Shayna's champion, if her reign does end, I will ask this question. What was her best moment of her reign? Oh. What was the best moment, best match? Best match I might um, give to New York? Sure. Or the Steel Cage? I might, I might, I might say her Evolution Master Kyrie. Yeah. No, that was that so that that was not that title reign though. Well, oh, yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want to back. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as best moment, I gotta give it the. I gotta give it to uh, the her uh, her roasting, her literal verbal murder of fucking Dakota Kai and Tegan. Yes. Yes. Oh no no! Yes. I'm giving it. Oh, no, no, I'm giving it. Yeah. Yeah, Tegan. Mine? No, no, no. Saying that mine is when after Dakota turned on Tegan. And then Shane is just in the background laughing, and then she exits the cage with the biggest fucking grin. No, no, she just counts when she counted. Like yo, Shane is skipping the race. Like bro, I ain't even gotta come. I ain't even gotta get in there, bro. Y'all got this. And then went to lose. She's skipping. Like who needs AJ? Uh, that that got that goddamn line to come back or come out or come find me when you do something of note or something like that. Yeah, yeah, do something. Wait, come back yeah, when you do something of note. And in a, in a, in a way, she lo- In a way, she Loki shat on Kaylee Ray because before that, she just got off of a match with Kaylee Ray. And Kaylee Ray so, was on ooh. her team. Right, I bet Kaylee was looking at Shannon like, "Oh, I remember what you said about me, cuz." I'm coming back for a receipt. You know that, right? But, like, here's my thing, though, right? Like, ha- number one, has Tegan done anything? No. No. Nah. No. Nah. So, like, yeah, again, Shayna, she's right. Like, she said that Bianca Belair was going to be going from um, undefeated to, like, overrated. And then she said that EO's gonna be, like, a flash in the pan, which she was. Then, like, she's calling me a Yuma Hood. Like, Shayna has been right all this time throughout this championship. And, what, and, but, but and, and guess what? What did she say about Rhea? Dominance is nothing if you can't breathe. Pass exactly. out. But eventually, eventually, you stop being right. And Shayna, she's gonna stop being right. Yeah. But my best moment is when everyone believed that Candace had a lick of a pussy chance to beat Shayna because, oh, she wins a number one contenders match and when she gets lucky because, you know, Gargano Spirit, Gargano Dream. The Gargano Spirit, the Gargano Spirit lies within her. 
The Gargano curse. Oh, thank you. Everyone believes she has a chance to beat Shayna, and what happens? Everyone thinks that, oh, Shayna versus Ken is going to main event because you know Adam Cole and Matt Riddle going on first, so they think that Shayna Ken is going to main event, which means Ken is going to win, which means, oh, my God, Gargano is going to come out at the end, and you know they're going to celebrate. They're going to have the happy tale story. Oh, my God. Shayna Shayna was like, Nope. They don't even main event. They get like 10 to 15 minutes and Shayna chokes her out. And like, I even predicted the finish too on Twitter like a couple of hours before NXT happened. Like, I was like, Kane's gonna do the lion salt. She's gonna fucking miss. Um, Shayna's gonna put in the Kelfuda, tap out. I predicted that whole shit and I told everyone. Two weeks in, Candace is not winning that championship. She's because, like, how she's gonna win it when a month before she's losing to EO straight up clean and she's not getting any build up. And y'all believe in she's gonna win, bro. I'm bro, to this day, I'm still mad that she pinned me a Yemen at Fatal Four Way. That made me laugh. That legit made like out of all the things, like I'm glad it's not gonna be fucking Dakota Kai Thank God. taking the belt off Shayna. I'm and I'm thankfully glad it's not Candace Cookie Cutter Lorraine. I mean, well, like, no, it, it doesn't get worse than Dakota, and we'll get to Dakota later on. <laughs> oh, we 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 oh 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 Lord, I, I don't I do not like the goodness. Look, look, I look, I don't like Dakota Kai. I don't like Dakota Cobb, but man, I feel bad after that match. I, I thought we Ooh. were mean to dude. I thought we were mean to her. No, no, I would be mean to her tonight. But not like, like this. Whoo, Jesus! Hey, hey, we knew she. Hey, we knew she was getting the receipt. Look, I mean, if we yeah, were booking Dakota Kai, we were booking Dakota Kai. We would have her lose, but we wouldn't damn near try to murder her. I mean, we might as well get into it. Dakota Kai versus Mia it's Young. A- Mia Young, she's trying to get her revenge for what Dakota Kai did. Took her out at War Games Survivor Series, and now Dakota, she's trying to run away like a. Punk Mia Yim, Mi- Mi- Mia Yim dominates this match. <laughs> right. Yeah, like me and Cliff, we rewatched this match, and like Dakota barely gets off this end, and like Mia, she's dominating like ninety percent of the match, and. Um, Dakota, she tries to use the knee brace. The ref was like, no, fuck off. And But yet, he took it away. And then she takes off the, like, turnbuckle pad. And she puts me into the turnbuckle pad. And then she just pins her. Like, basically, she, she and cheats. It, so this is and, like, and, 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 this moment, and at this time. moment, you have to think, like, Dakota's like, oh, my God. It's something I did finally worked. This is going to be the turnaround point for me in my career. And me and Yim said, like fuck you. Me and Yim again. She's attacking her ass, taking her up to like that, you know, that little area, and like basically beating her ass up. And then she just throws her over like Saito suplex. It was a Saito suplex. (laughs) And and not and and there were two tables there, guys. There were two tables there. Mm -hmm. Dakota went through one of them. Her she made contact. Her head, yep. on the other hand, hit both. It didn't go through the table, though. It and on top of that, it hit the concrete as well. Eight so stitches. Dakota Kai, since coming back to NXT, okay, she loses against Bianca Belair. Oh, so my you God. Know, automatically off the bat, you know she's not in title contention. 
she's getting her no, you, you, no, 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 you forgot. She she beat Tynera Kunti. Yeah, she beat a job, but that don't That means absolutely bookish. That means she's back, baby. But yeah. I don't mean anything. Every Bianca Belair beat the job. I'm trying I do I'm trying I'm trying to like, highlight her only fucking like actual clean win so far. I was about to say so, Dakota you know, got, she was beat, Bianca she got she's pretty much the weak link and team kick. Like gotten her leg worked over for 15 minutes straight. Then you know she gets called a weak link by Shayna and Rhea. She doesn't get chosen on the team. And somehow that's Tegan's fault because Tegan didn't quote unquote defend her, defend a fucking loser. So then, you know, she tries to help Mia Yum, but you know that backfires in the latter match because she gets taken out by Kaylee Ray. So then she finally about to get chosen on um, Rhea's team, but then she turns on Rhea's team, but that amounts to nothing because Rhea still wins the match. And so she comes out the following week and faces Candace. But Candace, she kicks out the chiropractor, so that don't mean shit. Okay. So then she finally uses the brace on Candace to get a deep to get herself disqualified. Rhea Ripley, she comes out and destroys that plans of her even trying to attack Candace either either further. So off the bat, she cannot stand tall against Rhea. Or Candace. So then Mia Yim, she comes back and kicking Dakota Kai's ass throughout the whole arena and then even backstage. And then she kills so again, her. Another week. She can't even stand tall. Like she's getting her ass beat. And now a third time she cheats to win, but Mia Yim <clears throat> kicking her ass across the city, across like and taking her out. No, no, so, no, no, I, I hate to interrupt. No, Mia Yim did not beat her ass. She murdered her. That was murder we witnessed on Wednesday. No, that was at murder. This point, at this point, Tegan doesn't have to come back because Mia Yim's already taking care of business. Mia Yim already like is destroying Dakota Kai. She already did told, the job. I told everyone that regardless of a fucking heel turn or not, Dakota Kai is still gonna be a weak link. I told everyone Dakota Kai was not going to take that NXT Women's Championship before she in the Baszler before she even returned. But, I kept saying but, but, Kai is nothing. But people want to compare her heel turn to Bailey. To fucking Bailey. Okay, regardless of what you say about Bailey and her heel turn, at least Bailey won a fucking championship. At least Bailey has been at least Throughout this whole 2019, has been champion. Here, no, let me let me no, Asia, Asia, let me compare. Let me no, Asia, let me compare the actual days of their turn. When Bailey turned heel and had her new persona, she won back her SmackDown Women's Championship. When she Dakota, beat Charlotte. Yeah, she beat Charlotte yeah, ten times. And then, and then when Dakota turns heel, turns on her team, and. Seemingly fucks over Tegan, uh, fucks over Tegan, Rhea, and Candice. That team still ends up winning. No, no, no. The diff, the main difference between Dakota Kai and Bailey is that despite Bailey making history this year, becoming Grand Slam champion, becoming Miss Money in the Bank, beating Charlotte multiple fucking times, becoming like making history with Sasha Banks, despite all of that, people kept doubting her because of the look she had, because she was still, I mean, she stopped hugging at a certain point of her career this year, but despite doing all of that, people kept doubting her and called her a placeholder and, like, doubting her ability as champion to the point that she aligned herself with Sasha Banks and started cheating, and that now she's on a time in which 
fought Tyrant's champion that she stopped lo- losing focus as the SmackDown Women's Champion to protect Sasha Banks. That when she finally lost the championship to Charlotte, that was her breaking point. Because now she has nothing left. No one was there for her. Like, the fans turned on her. Everything. The title was the only thing keeping her sane. So at that point, she finally realized that she had to change her look so everyone could finally take her fucking seriously. And the worst and the and the worst and part is did, the worst and the, finally won the championship. Asia, Asia, the worst part is you talk about her changing her look. Yet people still now want to make fun of this look too. We are going to ignore that. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll say I'll say this. I don't care what Bailey does her hair. She's still beautiful to me. She's still gorgeous. So she does all that and wins back the championship. And then she goes to NXT and she's attacking six to seven women, including the NXT women's champion Shayna Baszler. She's attacking Becky Lynch. So she doesn't all she does all that. She looks strong. She Standing tall. Yeah, she might have eaten a loss or two, but at least she's doing all that. Meanwhile, when the likes of Dakota Kai, she comes back, she loses every fucking week. She gets called a weak link, and then she turns on the team, and then the team still happens to win, and then she blames Tegan for why she has, like, why she's this way, despite the fact that why in the fuck should your best friend defend a fucking loser? I don't understand that fucking bullshit with her participation trophy ass. And, and, and Asia, quick question. Why, why are you saying this? Quick question. Logically, why would Rhea pick Dakota when for about two weeks for a total of an hour, she had her right knee worked over? That's a big target. Why would I pick someone who's had their knee worked over well, then again, then again, then again, then again, why is she picking Tegan? But that's the oh, difference. Tegan didn't have her knee worked over. But she still has two bullseyes, though. But why would Leah pick someone that's been losing multiple yeah, fucking yeah, weeks? Yeah, yeah, because Tegan, and, like, okay, and Tegan, and like, and when she came Cliff, back, she was winning. Yeah, and Cliff, unlike Tegan's knees, Dakota's right knee had a weaker foundation because, again, for the total... For a total time of an hour in the past two weeks, she had that same knee worked over by Oscar, right, right. Kyrie Sane, and the NXT why, Women's Champion. Why in the fuck, fuck Tegan would stand up to you, Dakota, when you didn't even stand up for yourself when Rhea shut you down immediately? How, like, that shit makes this woman, I mean, and Jarvis, you're going to mark out, this is the same woman that wouldn't even stand up to Shayna and wouldn't even take a number one contender spot. Thank you. This is the Fuck same woman her. who gave her a number one contender spot to Nikki Cross. And what did Nikki do with that? Got got put to sleep. Like shit, failure. So like, then now she can't. So now your your plans being foiled by Rhea Ripley. Your plans are being foiled by me and him, and she's attacking your fucking ass. And this is who I was supposed to believe is going to take the belt off of Shayna fucking Baszler. We were supposed to believe that she was going to take the belt off Shayna with that fucking go to kick. Are you kidding? <laughs> you you mean you mean wait go to kick? You mean that great value go to sleep? That great value Benadriller? Yeah. That Walmart Benadryller. <laughs> right. That Walmart Benadryller. That Kmart Benadryller. Kmart. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, we're still sticking to Walmart because at least Kmart's better than Walmart, fam. 
This is true. Mm. They, sold, they used to sell John Cena shoes. So yeah, y'all want to compare this raggedy 80s looking crackhead bitch the, 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 glow, the glow reject. The glow Are reject. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She is the glow reject. This bitch will never win an NXT Women's Championship. And if, even if she does, she will never have the reign of Bailey. She will not be coming close to a heel of Bailey. What, she's carrying a fucking knee brace? Like, that's a fucking title she actually won? Like, she actually won a trophy? Bitch, get over yourself. I mean, I mean, like, you're, you're pretty bad heel when you have to resort to calling someone a hood rat. Oh. Yeah, and the per- and that's that's a problem. The person that she called a hood rat got her gave her a receipt. Multiple like, who, like, receipts. Who, like, like, who, like, like, who do you think you are, MJF? Like, shit. Oh, let, let, oh, let's not talk about MJF. I'm mm. I'm, I'm I'm starting to be. I'm at least, done with MJF, at least I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's trash, but at least he has mic skills, man. Like Dakota, you would. Have... Like, get over yourself. Do you know, the redemption story, Dakota was supposed to get her redemption story on Shayna. She was supposed to finally do it because, yay. <laughs> because, yay. Because, because, yay, hope. Hope is for the weak. Fuck, hope. Get out of here. But with all, with all, with all that being said, I do genuinely hope that Dakota's all right because after yeah, that see, pump, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, please, please, like, um... The fact that Dakota is still doing all those dates after getting eight stitches in her head, uh, fucking warrior. Fam, right. I thought she got bro. I was like, fam, there is no way that she ain't concussed. But no, she's now like she's doing like three, four dates in a row, like NXT Live. So in all seriousness, Dakota, fucking awesome warrior. But your character sucks, and like yeah, God, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you suck. But I'm glad you're not dead. I'm glad you're not. Yeah, concussed. we're glad you're not dead. Thank, thank you for not being dead. Now, moving on to someone that actually can win a match, Bianca Belair facing <gasps> Kaden Carter. All right, here we go. Bianca bowling time. Let's do it, Asia. Man, I'm starting, I'm starting to feel like my last name is a curse for wrestlers, man, because this is not – first, Kaden gets absolutely bullied, and now the whole the tragedy that is EC3. Oh, good Lord. So, Bianca, this is the first time you've seen her since Survivor Series and War Games. And basically, she's just like you. Get, she got that annoyed look. It's basically a squash match. Basically, she immediately throws her jacket towards her and just shoulder tackles, beating her down the corner. And like hating, like she's trying to come back with like some lucha libre, um, going fast at one point. Bianca, she eventually does like this Canadian backbreaker towards her, but then Kaden, she gets out of it, and then. Bianca just throws her down with like a lot of force, and then Bianca she's doing this like um vertical like suplex, but like bounce her off the ropes. It's like, and then eventually the match breaks down to um Kaden. She's trying to like go for this one move, but Bianca spears a KOD one two three. Bianca wins. I love how permanently pissed off Bianca gets when she faces jobbers. Like yes, yes, really pissed off. I am above because this. She, yeah, because like ever since like she wants to be higher, she wants to be high in the NXT Women's Division. But like she's she's knows like because like back in 2018 she didn't have that look. She didn't have, like when she was facing jobs. It was, was really like, after, yeah, she didn't after have that she, luxury. 
It was after New York. It was, if you notice, it was after New York. Yeah. When she really started getting pissed at like beating jobbers. Losing. No, after no, because she got. It was really like once she lost, and like she didn't want to be reminded of losing. So well, I don't think she. Well, I don't think she faced jobbers before New York. So here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. Her her psyche kind of broke when she lost her first TV master me again. That's when everything really broke down. Yeah. That's yeah. she was like, bro. I don't want to face no jobbers, bro. Put me back in the ring with either real, um, Shayna or Mia. Like, don't put like me with these like, talks. Like the Shayna losses hurt her, but like the Mia Yim was was like the last straw for her. Yeah, me, yeah, me, dude, like like the Shayna loss hurt her. The Mia loss angered and broke her. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Bianca, I think, is the one of the only few wrestlers not to go to William Regal at all in, in, in any segments. I think he's, that, he's interacted with her. Bianca is like a case in which wins and losses should matter in it. Yes. It correlate back to your character. like Because you should be mad that you lose. You should be mad when you're in the bottom tier and that you want to work your way back up to the top. Unless you're Dakota Kai in which you just cry about it and you're like... Oh. And, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't really even see Bianca as bottom tier. If anything, she's in mid tier at this point. Yeah. Like she's meant oh, yeah, to no. getting closer never, to the upper she, tier. She'll never, she'll never be bottom tier. She'll never be Tynera tier. But in her mind, she's bottom tier because she's not in the championship. To, in her mind, it's champion. either in her mind, it's either you're champion or you're not. Is right. That- when you're not, you like yeah. Because Bianca came from a world of exactly world in every exactly, fucking like- sport she did. She's used to winning. Yeah, exactly. You know who? You know who Bianca reminds me of, uh, character-wise. What's up? Who? Uh, Violet. Uh, Violet Beauregard from Charles and the Chocolate Factory. Uh... Oh wait, no, fuck yeah, dude. I've never watched that movie. You should. It's actually way better than what people make it out to be. It's actually really. Wait, good. Char- Well, you said Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or William Wonka? Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I oh, yeah. that one, uh, personally, I prefer that one over Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I, I I disagree, but that's okay. Um, well, no, because you, if you guys if you guys have never seen the movie, if you remember, oh, uh, I've seen Violet it, I've Bo- seen it. Violet Beauregard's whole thing was, I'm an overachieving champion with an with a vindictive asshole mom. Exactly. And like her whole thing, if, uh, Violet Bogart's whole thing is, I want to win a shit ton of championships, and I want to keep winning I, and winning. I winning, want, winning, I want winning. to win the, I want to win this, uh, this golden ticket. Right. And so I want to, I, I want to win this chocolate now, bar. Bianca's characters now reflects of, I don't like to lose. Losing to me is worse than death. Exactly. In a in a way, she's in a way she's like Vegeta. I hate losing because losing makes me feel weak. It's like the way Vince. It's like the way Vince McMahon feels after sneezing. So like, and I've been like working on like a lot of Bianca videos in the past day. Number one, Bianca's KOD at this point over one year since debuting it in NXT 
nobody has been able to kick out of it. Not not Shayna, not um, not Dakota, no not no Jabba's, not anyone she faced recently. Nobody has been able to kick out of it. Like it's been um, a protected finisher in um NXT yes. or maybe in the whole company at this but, point. But fuck Carmella for literally just rolling out of the ring immediately after taking. But, um, yeah, 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 Asia, Asia. I'll give Asia. I would give you one argument to the whole to the KOG being the most protected move in WWE in the whole roster, and that would be Trouble in Paradise because I don't think anybody's kicked out of that since Kofi won the WWE title. Mm-hmm. True, but but I mean, but when you, if you want to go back, if you want to count it like as a whole, like people have kicked out of it before. Yeah, as a whole, as a whole, yeah, it probably is as a whole. Yeah, it used to be the curb stomp, but not anymore. Curse! I got nerfed, and then it was the like, punt kick before that. But Randy did. Oh, the punt! Oh, the punt! The punt then, kick. then that got then that got banned. The punt kick will always be the most protected move in like WWE history. Well, it doesn't even matter Point nowadays because Randy doesn't hit it. But yeah, exactly. Point is, nobody has kicked out of it. And since she debuted it against Aaliyah, and I don't know if anyone at this point in NXT will. In NXT, no main roster definitely will be somebody. Charlotte. And so, I, 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 I was just gonna fucking say Charlotte. God, I was just about to say. <laughs> I can see it. I I hate it. I hate that it's Charlotte, but it's Charlotte. It's Bro, fam, I, fam. I see Charlotte kicking out at one. Oh, just to be that much of an asshole. Bro, just just so Biz can be that much of an asshole. If that happens, Asia's gonna fucking like. It's gonna be a thirty minute Charlotte. Video. It's one thing. No, not, it's one thing. I, not I, 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 I can see it. I can see it. At one? No, at one. Well, one. Thing That's what we meant. Like, thing. if she kicks out at one. That's thing. what Javaris is saying. Here's the you thing. Never, it's Charlotte for fuck's sake. Here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. It's one thing to not protect a move. It's another thing to outright bury it. Right. Yeah. That's basically what the fiend did to. That's actually what the fiend does to every move. So I posted a link in chat, and I think, I mean, she might face Rhea for the title. If Rhea wins it, like she might be the first one to face Rhea for the title. Otherwise, I um, she might have a few with Caden because they're doing some stuff on NXT live events now. I mean, from what I saw here between them, Bianca and Caden, it was good. So yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would love to see Caden more on my TV. Honestly, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that live event match, she showed a lot of personality there. Um. So we good to move on from NXT? Cause um, I wait, um, wait, no, 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 no. Triple, triple threat, triple threat. The main event between Keith Lee, Finn, we still, and we, we still, we still gotta bask in some glory, my dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so how dare you try to skip? How dare you try to skip past the greatness of Keith Lee? I don't even care. Say. I don't even care if he didn't win the match. <laughs> he wins in my heart. This was amazing match, and Keith Lee is a god. Finish. That, oh my god, yeah, that finish. Dude, Keithley hit Spirit Ball, and next thing you know, Finn just comes soaring out of the air with the cooter bra. Well, no, there's a few more spots I gotta hit uh, gotta hit on. Uh, fucking Keithley, like, does an electric chair spot while Champa is in the air with a fucking air raid crash. What the fuck? Not so Keithley's just carrying two men, like, just casually. Not to mention the greatest gif in wrestling history. Are you talking about last week? Oh, 
Oh yeah, it was last week. Shit. The the yeah, that the was last week, yes, fam. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh no, weird. no. The the spirit bomb counter into the fucking like double stomp from Finn. No, not the finish, but Dude, the counter. I want I, w- I want a feud with Keith Lee and Finn. <laughs> I mean, I want Keith Lee versus fucking everybody, but like Same. Finn definitely. Like, 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 here's the thing. I get people were mad that Keith Lee didn't win. Like, you should have struck. Like, people saying, well, "Oh, you should have struck while the iron is out with Keith Lee." But Keith Lee getting a shot at the NXT title to me is a takeover main event. Exactly. Yeah, that too. And right now, and right now, they're still protecting Finn hard. Right. And bes- and besides, Keith Lee losing pretty much ensured to me that oh, yeah, Keith Lee's getting Keith Lee's getting Keith Lee is more than likely getting that shot at the Mania takeover. Which I mean, again, yeah, it's, yeah. Keith, Lee, Keith Lee had a two-minute barn burner with Vince's top guy. So I mean, shit. Like, wh- like, what more do you want? Exactly. With, with Keith Lee, you know, like Keith Lee, like. The dude oh yeah, like those- like he already has Vince's heart <laughs> at this point. As he should. As he should. Tell me, every once in a while, Vince McMahon sees money, like knows money when he sees it. Vince McMahon. Saw like he, 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 saw with Beck, he he saw it with Becky he saw it with Becky and now the Cliff I want to point I want to point something out okay. Vince McMahon a guy who doesn't really have who has no real love loss for the independent wrestling scene saw something in Keith Lee and maybe racist the mainstays of the independent wrestling scene that Triple H didn't see. What the that fuck? Triple H. What the that. fuck? Because let's let's not let's not forget, dude. The first year that Keith Lee was here, he was barely on NXT. Thanks, Hunter. Again. And when he was, he was jo- he was doing a job to Lars freaking Sullivan. Again. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and Again. gentlemen, Sasha Banks is right. Vince greater than Hunter. Again, what? <laughs> No, nah, nah, I don't. I don't hundred percent. In, the, in this, in this context, that. in this context, okay. A seventy-year-old man who com- who greenlit a storyline where he got to drug his own wife to make out with his female staff saw something in an independent talent that man- his son-in-law <laughs> didn't see. A man who hates sneezing saw something in this man. A man who has a weird enjoyment for pushing people into pools. <laughs> Maybe Keith Lee does that. Now Vince loves. I mean, let's be real. Uh, a big reason could be simply, well, he's big. <laughs> that, that too. That, that too. I mean, I mean, his hey, I mean, he still loves his big dudes, Braun Strowman, uh, for one thing. But I mean, here's the thing: he gave up on Braun Strowman. I don't think he's going to give up on Keith Lee because Keith Lee, like, I mean, let's be. Ron Strowman ain't Keith Lee. He he, right. he just ain't. This man's gonna be something special, and like I'm ready for it. I'm I'm fucking ready for it. Same. Now, I mean, he didn't see it in Walter apparently because fucking two minutes into. <laughs> I think that was always planned. To be honest, I think that was always planned. Yeah, no, I know. It's just, yeah, but yeah, great stuff. Uh, yeah. And I'm fine. I'm fine with Finn Balor winning. I love Keith Lee, but I'm fine with Finn winning. Like you got to do this match. Like you've been building it up. Like, like, right. cause like to go like, 
like he like Finn like to go to your future you must go to your past or whatever it was like and like this is like him trying to claim his NXT back right mm-hmm. so you gotta fit it's the past for, yeah and, and of course yeah the past versus the present like you gotta do this match right yeah and unfortunately, and unfortunately it's going to get get enough and it's because Johnny bitch cakes yeah right yeah because if Keith Lee won this match and if it was on NXT I'm pretty sure Adam Cole would have won and then like like the Finn Balor thing would have been on takeover. So like this is the better option, honestly. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, but yeah. NXT NXT was the good shit. Right. The good Again. shit. Mm-hmm. So was SmackDown the good Smackdown. shit? SmackDown was Dude, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real, man. SmackDown was a chore. SmackDown was a low-key chore. I'm gonna get to just like what I care for is like, well, not really care for, but like, um, Otis, he was over, of course. Otis was the highlight of the show, or one of them. Yeah. Like, he, he was over. They wanted, like, they said, like, we want Otis, like, the, um, in his hometown. Did. Hometown. Yeah. And so, like, when they faced Shinsuke and Cesaro, um, then you had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross who defeated Mandy Rose. Oh, we gotta talk about this. Oh yeah, a- oh yeah, Asia. I have to ask you this: Does it hurt when someone pulls off your eyelashes? Um. Well, you I, you I told me no. Like, you said no. Here's the thing: well, I've like, had I've like, had things has, like stuck in my eyelashes, so I've like plucked them. It doesn't hurt. Here's the thing. It's just uncomfortable. Right. I only wore eyelashes once, and it was for prom because I usually don't wear makeup. I usually don't do that shit. Like it's stupid to me. It's a stupid concept. Like, sure. Whatever. Yeah. But right. like, I had to wait a while and like wait till like after prom, and like one already fell off at that point, and the other one I just waited till like I went to sleep for it to like just come off in the morning. So it really didn't hurt. It just took a while to take it off. So I ha- so I have to ask. Why did they play that video package with Mandy Rose ripping off Elizabeth's eyelashes? Like, like, and comp- pretty much trying to compare it to when Triple H ripped off Batista's nose ring. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. I don't know. Like, yeah, that made kind of no sense. She's not hardcore. Get, get get her on some Nick Gage fucking MDK bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the start. Of, this is the start of Alexa Bliss's death match career. Right? Uh, this is this definitely happening. Mandy and Sonya has taken the biggest downgrade in far as like the women overall this year. Like what they had. Uh, Mandy she got in the title shot against Oscar and that flopped. And then they were supposed to have that mania plan in which they're gonna have um be LGBTQ and face Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But then that fumbled because of the um Ronda Becky Charlotte thing, but they had to include the SmackDown Women's title into that. Then Mandy she gets into a money in the bank, but you know she didn't even have a good showing in that. Right. Then they challenged for the women's tag team titles multiple times. They haven't won them. And then now they're just getting like. Then and then and then uh, no no then then Sonya Deville no 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 then Sonya Deville does that thing on the bump. Oh oh yeah oh yeah I'm gonna make her call like I'm gonna make Becky call me like daddy daddy but yeah yeah, yeah. ooh but, yeah. and the, and they did but all yeah, and she did all that stuff. To, she did all that stuff. Uh, she did the thing with Lacey, and then after that, nothing. She did a slut shaming thing with Lacey, and then she stopped. Like she stopped. 
calling out right. women, period. Like, she stopped calling out all the competitions. Like, she did this for, like, one week, and then she stopped. I, my it, it was weird. Hit. Like, I mean, I don't think it was the case, but it almost felt like someone, like, was, like, telling her, like, yeah, stop that. But I don't know. That's just, I don't know. That was just weird. Like, it was one day, and then it was done. And it's, like, they're getting icon- iconic treatment bad. Like, yeah, like they attack, they attacked her. They attacked Alexa and Nikki before the match backstage. Dragged them back, and, and I still lost. Not even just that. I swear, like two minutes later, fucking lose. No, no, no. Right, no, no, it no. was. This, 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 no, no. This is how bad it is. Okay, so Alexa, she's pulling Mandy from like under, like to get her out the wing. And at this point, Nikki Cross she hit her finisher. But we don't. We don't see it. Show yeah. Nikki Cross hit her finisher. So when the camera pans back to Nikki, she's already pinned Sonya. Damn. It's like we right, see it. Right. It's just they, one, two, they had to show. They had to show it on the. They, like they had to show it on the replay. Thank God they did, because man, that would have been embarrassing if they didn't. Right. Like, so it's like, <laughs> and it's like Mandy and Sonya as a. They don't even have chemistry anymore. Like they used to. Like yeah, they used to. They used to, but it's like, like it slowly died down. I feel like like like, here, yeah. like here's the thing with me. Like here's the thing with me. Sonya, she has promise. She has potential. Mandy, it's like Mandy just progressively gets worse. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like no, no, here's the thing with Sonya. Like but the, the potential thing, we still haven't. There's only a few times we've really seen like what that potential could be. She had the match with EO on Worlds Collide, which was good. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was good. Like, there's something there, but like, rarely have we seen her in that position. But how much do you scream someone has potential? Exactly. Because Sonya has been here since 2015, and now she's been on the main roster since 2017, and it's now about to be 2020. How long do you scream someone has potential before it's like the dead in the water? And that's what I say about Liv Morgan, but people will get on. Oh, there, so. and 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 and, 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 I, and for me, I ask you, I ask you a question for you right now. She's almost done the water. Yeah. Because like, like if she keeps like, going, go ahead. Like, no, no, you go, you go. No, I was just gonna say like if Sonya keeps going on this little low project trajectory by the end of 2020, oh then I will, I will come on this podcast and say yeah. Sonya like died in the water, fam. Like this is if, because like, so, like Sonya still has some time, because like, still, like Becky was fucking talking, does, like no, because like, 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 because like, like, like you have people talking her up, like Becky Lynch was talking her up, like people like people see something in Sonya, so yeah, like, because they were saying they were saying watch out for her doing the draft, watch out, she's gonna be big, she's gonna break out and all this stuff. Right. And it's like okay, Nothing. and I'm like. She has time, but like I mean, when you got the likes of Shayna Baszler coming up, coming up, you got Bianca Belair. But let's be real, yeah, yeah. Back, and yep. Sasha and Bailey killing it. Lacey Evans, you got all these girls. How much more time can you give Mandy and Sonya before you just immediately write them off and they just become jobbers? And when it comes to Sonya and this whole MMA gimmick, she's gonna have to scrap that all together because. It's already flat alone. Like she's not really proving how much of an MMA hobbyist she is because, like, you number one, you're two and zero oh in mixed martial arts, and number two, you're well, I mean, to me, well, I mean, hey, at least she, at least she won her fights. 
And number two, you all you're saying just put your help and stuff and just striking. Like compare that to the likes of Shayna Baszler and how she's been able to incorporate her mixed martial arts to her wrestling. To Ronda Rousey now in WWE. To Matt Riddle, her, all them feel more big compared to Sonya, who feels flat when she does the MMA stuff. Yeah, like with Shayna and Riddle, like I'm not saying Sonya wasn't because I know she actually did do MMA. So I'm not saying like not to that level, but. All I'm saying is when I see Shayna and no, when I see Shayna and that riddle, like it feels like it feels fucking real, especially with Shayna. Exactly. But Shayna, it exactly. feels like oh shit, we got a fucking MMA fighter in this fucking ring. But Sonya, it feels like a gimmick. Because here's the thing: a 99, if not 100 percent of Shayna's submissions, if she was to put them on shoot style, they could fucking legit. Hurt. Exactly. Thank to like the Sonya, right, they could like, they could maim you. Like, like Brandon, I, I mean, you're the big. Like, I don't know if you've been keeping up much, but ha- how often does Sony even use submissions anymore? She she doesn't. She's just been sticking with those kicks and knees and stuff. Which again, like punches striking, and kicks and knees. Which again, striking is a facet of MMA, yes, but like it's not the only facet. Uh, and well, that's because like I mean, I know she hasn't. I've seen her do it before, but I mean, lately, like it's the sliding knee. It's the punches. We have oh my right. god, we have seven minutes left on this fucking thing. Um, oh we god, get, we... Okay. So, but my and another point I have is that they both kind of aggressed in the ring, like, like mainly Mandy, but Sonya, she's kind of still green too. Like, like she still needs to be carried, and she hasn't really had that great match. Like they were good in 2018, and then they kind of fell off this year, and. Like, I'm going to be very hard on them when it comes to 2019, especially Sonya, since people want to claim that she should be pushed and face Becky and this, that, and the third and go to Raw. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to be hard on them. I'm going to be hard on them like I was to Alexa and the Charlotte. Like, right. like Sonya, she has promise, but I want to see what this quote-unquote promise is because right now I don't see it beyond, you know, her LGBTQ and her "quote unquote" flat gimmick. So, guys, I have a, I have an idea. I have a plan uh, because I really do feel like we need to do TLC predictions and stuff like that. But we're not gonna have time. Do you want to end this so we can do a part two? No, we'll just say our predictions and like just really quickly. So, want to just do it right um, now? Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. The uh, main Rusev of- versus yeah. Bobby Lashley and like a tables match. I think. Rusev. Rusev. I'm saying Rusev. Rusev. Okay, so Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns in the TLC ladder match. Roman. Roman. <laughs> Roman. Roman. Okay. If he's winning so, the like, if he has a chance to win the Rumble like next month, he's he's got to win. Bray Wyatt versus the Miz. Bray. Bray. Oh no, no, Miz, Miz, Bray, Miz. Bray. Bray. Do we think Brian is going to show up and going to be like on Bray's side? No idea. Possibly, yes. You know, I, actually, so. I'm either going to say Miz or a no contest. Okay. Because this okay. is because guys, this is not the fiend. This is Bray. This is Funhouse Bray. Yeah, this is Bray. Yeah, okay. And no title. No right, title. Right. Okay. Okay. So if the match does get announced tomorrow, Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Bailey. Championship. Bailey. Bailey. Okay. Easy Bailey. Bailey. Okay. Um, they have not announced a U.S. title match, so I'm going to Ray retains. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black versus Brady Murphy. Alistair. Okay. Oh, definitely Alistair. Alistair, but it might be matching tonight. Right. Okay. Um, Revival versus New Day ladder match for the Smackdown <sighs> Tag Team title. New Day. Oh man, I hate to say it, but I got a feeling that the Revival are going to get the belts back. I'm going to say Revival. No, I think New Day. I think New Day keeping it. 
I hope so. I hope they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, you and know it's like I'll, no, you know I'll go New Day. I'll go New Day. Okay, and the last match I could think of, which I think should main event: Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Kabuki. for the women's Kabuki. Kabuki. titles and the TLC tag titles. Kabuki, Oscar and Kyrie. How you see the match going down? Oh, I, I got. I think I got the perfect scenario. Becky's about to reach the title, but Oscar hits her with the mist. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Because Oscar hasn't used the mist in about a good three weeks. Since right. like since the night after when she faced Charlotte at the Survivor Series, so, yeah. yeah, have her use right. the, no no have her use the mist on both of them, sure, and have that image That's after the match and have that image after the match of Becky and Charlotte sitting there with green faces, yeah okay, so that was TLC um um our prediction no 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 I got an idea I got an idea have like. By the end of the match, you think they won, but have Kyrie use mist. Yes, dude. Like so, sometime, eventually, Kyrie has to use mist, and it'll be the greatest thing ever. Right. Yes, like, right. like it will come out of nowhere. Like, oh shit! Right. Have it be blue so, mist. Sure. Wait, what? Yeah. And I'll- blue. Like blue. Got some green oh yeah. Blue. Yes. Sure. Why not? That'd be amazing. Oh, yep. wait, 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 we forgot one. Um, it's a open challenge for the Raw Tag Team Titles Viking Raiders versus who you think is going to challenge them, and do you think Viking uh, Raiders? Are gonna... I want to say Usos. I think Usos going to SmackDown, so no, I think it's going to be um the club and the and Viking Raiders going to retain. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right, right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. That's the, okay. the, the only one, the only one that really, the only one that's really hard is really Bray versus Miz for me because that could go any, yeah. that could go either way. That sure. one, and again, like yeah. the women's tag, because that can go either way. Right. But I think Kabuki should win, and yeah. I think they will win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. On that, on that note, before we leave, I just want to just give that little shout in, fuck Ring of Honor. Mm. <clears throat> Fuck Ring of Honor. Y'all, y'all, y'all really took y'all really took the royal title off Roosh on PCO. I like PCO and all, but really, I mean, when y'all still had, when y'all still had Marty, I was y'all still had Marty Scott right there. I wasn't thinking of that. I was just thinking fuck Ring of Honor just just for keep, being a Ring of Honor. Keep in mind, Martina is still there and she has yet to wrestle. Jesus Christ, Maria. Dude, Final Battle was Marina Maddox's first Ring of Honor official women's match. A mess. A fucking yeah. mess of a company that needs yeah. to get sold or die. Right. Just simple as that. Like, I like I get Roosh's contract was was about to be up, but man, y'all could have at least gave the belt to Marty Skrull, baby. Marty Skrull ain't the way with them anymore. He's with NWA. He was NWA. Yeah. 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 Just debuted. When? Yeah, he just yeah. debuted. Like over an hour ago. Yeah. What? Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, damn. Well, damn. Hopefully, he wins the NWA championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Marty Scroll not going to AEW. Yep. Fuck AEW. A oh, damn shame. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And on that yeah, note, we have about shame. fifty. Put- uh, around that one, we have about fifty. Se- well, what were we gonna say? Go. No, I want to say a. I okay. want to say a damn shame. 
a damn shame. A damn now, let's shame. go. Let's get out. All right. For the TPA podcast, it's been, it's been Cliff, Traveris, Brennan, and Asia. Y'all take care. We'll see you Sunday. Well, we won't see you Sunday, but we'll see what happens on Sunday. And next week, we have the decade end list. Top 20 wrestlers yeah. of the decade. It's going to be fucking awesome. We'll see you guys there. Peace. Peace.